0: Hey there, all you fish junkies. Welcome to the Fisherman's Post Saltwater Podcast. If you've been here before, welcome back. If you've never been here before, welcome. And if you enjoy this content, be sure to smash that follow button or that subscribe button. Now, either way, this is a little different format. We typically interview guides up and down the coast of North Carolina to talk about the fishery and how you can catch more fish more often with tips, tricks, all that kind of stuff. But today, in celebration of the end of the year podcast episode, the last podcast episode of the year, I should say, we are turning the tables on the man, the myth, the legend well, in his own mind, the legend, Gary Hurley, the founder of Fisherman's Post. Now, if you're not familiar with Fisherman's Post, they've been serving the saltwater fishing community in a lot of different ways, from a fishing newspaper, uh, from fishing schools and fishing tournaments, and really due to yours truly, me, the now Saltwater Podcast, which I basically had to cut Gary's arm off to make him start back in April of 2020, and now he can't get enough of it. So anytime Gary shows up looking smart, lights are great, audio is great it's because of me all right so go ahead and give me some credit give me some love in the comments uh, but no actually gary's put together a phenomenal community of anglers and uh as a previous employee of gary's and now a partner i i can truly say a great friend and he's done a lot for the fishing community so it's really cool uh, not to just see and read the words that he's written, but now to hear his voice and see his face and see him interacting and hearing all the amazing stories that he's created uh, with these captains as he fishes on their boats for free uh, or maybe for trade or I don't know what he does, but he does ask for a lot of trips and I'm pretty sure he's probably never cast a fishing rod before. However, he's a good dude. I'm glad he's in my corner. I'm happy to be in his and I'm happy to celebrate the Fisherman's Post, the podcast and and Gary on this episode. But before I do, I got to celebrate who makes it possible. And Marine Warehouse Center from day... Actually, week five, (laughs) because I didn't call them until we had four episodes, but from week five, has sponsored the podcast, No Questions Asked. They're a huge supporter of the fishing community, of the boating community, and really just the community wherever they're at, which is in Wilmington, North Carolina, and they also have a location in Charleston, North Carolina. And actually, we have Emmett Stovall, one of the owners, on the show so be sure to listen all the way through he's our last guest we saved the best for last uh so we're going to be talking with him as well so be sure to check that out but i got a quick message from him i'll be right back
1: a marine warehouse we have everything we have new boats we have parts we have accessories new trailers we have a complete service department with highly trained technicians anything you need to get out on the water we have it. At Marine Warehouse Center, as we've grown over the last few years, now have a large section of marine supplies from start to finish for all your boating needs. What I love about this region is to be able to get out on the water and also we love to be able to get you out on the water.
2: The best part of working at Marine Warehouse is being able to get involved with the customers and share a love for the water.
0: All right, there you heard it. Sales, parts, service, everything you can imagine. And then also some fishing gear, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show as, as Emmett tells us some stuff they're going to be getting. So go support Marine Warehouse Center and tell them the guys over at Fisherman's Post sent you. Now, our another sponsor for the show is a newer sponsor, but loyal sponsor, Bland Landscaping Company. Really excited. Just uh, heard from them that they're going to be with us in 2022 as well. Uh, and Bland Landscaping Co. is looking for some career-minded people who want to come work and build a career. Now, if you go to their website, blandlandscaping.com, and go to the careers tab, you'll see there's a ton of benefits of working for them. But as the CEO, Kurt, was telling me, One of the main things they're looking for is men and women who are passionate about the outdoors, passionate about their family, their friends, and want to get up early, get their work done, and be off at a decent hour so they can go enjoy more time on the water, in the woods, hiking, camping, all those fun things. So they are friends of the outdoorsmen, Uh, so go check it out, blandlandscaping.com, and then go to the careers tab and see what they have available in your area. And once again, be sure to tell them that the Fisherman's Post guys sent you. Now, in this part of the episode, I would normally show you a picture, but we had some video problems, and we weren't able to put the video together, but we got the audio, and it is here on YouTube if you're watching, quote-unquote, and apologize for that, working out some kinks in the tech world. Uh, But I do want to remind you, if you want to support Gary and I as content creators, go to buymeacoffee.com slash Fisherman's Post. And then if you want to support the podcast as a sponsor, Email me, Billy at fishermanspost.com. Uh, all right. Now, once again, at this point, Gary would normally set me up for Billy's best takeaway, but I'm going to guide you through these interviews and I'm going to introduce each interviewer as they interview Gary. And maybe I'll have some follow-up thoughts along the way. All right. Our first guest up is Captain Rod Beerstep from On My Way Charters.
3: Captain Rod, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, especially on podcasts, especially fishing and Schools, fishing Time. And uh I'm I I cherish the relationship.
2: Yeah, you're making up a lot of good things there. So that's uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, and you do that almost straight face. I like that. Yeah, that's really it, good. It's a, despite this
3: cheesy smile, I swear it's all sincere. Yeah, you know, cheesy swear. smile,
2: that's right. It's very cheesy. <laughs> but, well, my first question for you, Mr. Gary, is what uh great things do you have planned for the holidays what are you going to do with the family
3: um well we just did our annual wrightsville beach flotilla we went out on the boat and saw the boats go by took the kids out there with hot chocolate and uh sleeping bags i hear we did not get in line quick enough for airley gardens so we're actually looking to perhaps travel to some hot shot place down south myrtle beach way and come christmas time we are the host house so we will have probably close to 20 people sleeping at our house christmas eve To wake up together Christmas morning. So that's a pretty busy holiday. How about that?
2: It was a very busy holiday, buddy. Very busy holiday. And hopefully uh, the weather is going to allow and we'll get out on the 20th of December and uh, do some bottom fishing.
3: I I hope so because that's Christmas dinner. And so you would be ruining (laughs) Christmas if we didn't get to go fishing together. I would have to have you maybe FaceTime my kids and explain to them why 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 there's just nothing on the table for Christmas Day dinner.
2: Okay. Well, I, I hope it happens. I really look forward to that trip and getting out there together as we try to do every year. Um, you know, other than that, what what good things do you have set up for Fisherman's Post in 2022? New year, what what's going to be happening?
3: Well, I would say that the main thing that I'm excited about is the fishing schools returning to the format that we have developed and groomed over the past 10 or so years together you know last year in covid we had to do that sort of you know put together model and you know different circumstance and this year we're back in the, you know the fifth the union station wilmington we're back in crystal coast civic center and a bunch of people and you know bunch of captains and for me i love being surrounded by all you captains and again i'm gonna get my cheesy smile on here but it's sincere man like very proud of the relationships i've developed man I, you know feel feel proud to have that much talent in one space you know teaching a bunch of people so that's one thing i'm very much excited about is the normal style fishing school and then uh i don't know i'm i'm working on a subscription uh, model where we develop more regular fishing reports you know the newspaper's monthly right now so i'm trying to come up with a yes. subscription model where you can Access biweekly or perhaps even weekly fishing reports via subscription and the website, not via print, but via the subscription website. And other than that, I would say just trying to keep my kids in good behavior and my wife happy. And, you know, and that's it. And I don't think there's any time left over.
2: Yeah, Gary, one other quick question about the fishing school, and I've already got a lot of people really excited about it that are um, wanting to attend is are we going to have the availability to use the overhead projectors or, oh, no, you're back at the convention center. You're not at your school anymore, correct?
3: No, we are on the fifth floor of Union Station like we were before, you know, last year's, you know, complications associated with COVID. Uh,
2: A lot of the people that have attended my seminars, they would and I have prepared, as you know, some flash drives for the various seminars. They would love to see something that I can put up on the screen in those rooms in the individual seminars. Is there gonna be anybody available to help us out, get that done?
3: I can give you a, I believe so. Um, In those individual classrooms, they are all armed with a computer and a projector. It's a matter of access. I believe we can get guest access you know, for that day. And the other good news is one of the one of the techie guys there is a good friend and a advocate of Fisherman's Post. And I believe he's going to be on site helping me out with our filming the main seminars project. I guess I should have plugged that when you're asking about the schools. So I think I think so that you'll be able to offer that in the breakout sessions. And yeah, very quickly again to do some self-promotion since you're setting me up so nicely. The other new thing the other new thing for the fishing school and this has been asked for a long time we can't record every session because we got about 12 things going on concurrently each hour but all six main seminars and we've got six or 12 we've got six inshore main seminars six offshore main seminars right so all of those will be recorded so that people can access them after the school and my thought is, so it's not going to be live stream. It's just going to be recorded for after. my thought is, is like someone might not want to take notes. They might want to just sit in that main seminar and enjoy what the captains are saying and be in the moment. And then they can buy the video access so that they can go back and take their notes later or re-listen, re-watch and get what they really need out of it. Make sure they don't miss anything. Or if someone's looking at a choice and saying, I'd rather I'm trying to decide between the main seminar. Or the breakout session, then they can choose the breakout session, and then go later and watch the main seminar. What they what they missed because they elected to see a different session during that hour. So I believe I got projectors for you in the breakout session. Not sure what I have in the main seminar rooms. I know we're projecting it up on the cam- up on the screen too, just so people can see better. But uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm in that mode now where I'm taking on more techie projects.
2: That's a very exciting. Very exciting. Well, I'm looking forward to the school. I've already blocked it on my calendar, and I will be promoting it heavily on my Facebook page and other fishing Facebook pages that I belong to. So i um, looking for a huge sellout crowd as always, Gary.
3: I damn too. But, hey, you—you um, you ha- I have a question for you, Rod Bierstadt. You don't come on here and ask me questions without me asking you a question. Are you ready for your one okay. question, sir?
2: Oh, yeah. This is probably going to be a dandy. <laughs>
3: I don't even know what you mean by that, Rod yeah. said It's a sincere question, actually. What is the what is the type of fishing or the fishing trip that you're most looking forward to in 2022, man? What's got you excited about the coming year?
2: The coming year, uh, hopefully this year, the nearshore mahi bite in the summer that I'm so very fond of will be as good as it was this year. Um, I literally did not have a near shore trolling trip. And by near shore, I mean uh, inside of 40 miles uh, that I didn't catch mahi. And most of them were multiple fish. So I'm hoping that the mahi will follow the eddies in again this year. And I'm really looking forward to those trips because it's always exciting and people love catching mahi. And if they can accomplish that and not have to run all the way out to the break and do it, at, you know, 15 to 20 miles, that is fantastic. And so those are exciting trips. And, you know, obviously it's, they're fun to catch and great table fare. All right,
3: Rod. So this is my opportunity now to plug you to, you know, return the favor of you saying nice things about the school. So everyone out there, man, I want you to think of two things. I want you to think about booking Captain Rod Beerstep for that nearshore Mahi bite or you know, Rod Bierstet provides the service where you can hire him to come on your boat and teach you how to best fish your boat. And so you could potentially book him to come on and go out on your boat, target the nearshore mahi, and then you leave the day not just with fish, but with knowledge and specifically how your boat should be set up to do that specific fishery. So there's my, there's my Rod Bierstet plug. I hope, I hope we have a mutually beneficial relationship.
2: I appreciate that, Gary, and that has this year been a huge part of my season. I have probably run 60 trips on other people's boats this year. Um, Right on, Rod. Well,
3: man, you have a good holiday. Have a good start to the year. I'll see you in February for the schools. And, uh, yeah, man, looking forward to another year of working together.
0: All right, I always enjoy Rod. Such a great guy, such a knowledgeable guy. When he's talking about those fishing schools and having a ton of knowledge, he is not kidding, and he gives it away and so generous to the fishing community. So we really appreciate you, Rod, uh, for being on the show and asking Gary some really good, great questions. However, I'm sure Gary paid... I'm sure he paid Rod to, to, to just announce fishing school stuff and ask fishing school questions. Maybe I'll get a cut on that. I don't know. I'm going to figure that out. All right. So next up we got Todd Skeen, Captain Todd Skeen from Shenanigans Sport Fishing. Let's take a listen.
3: Captain Todd Skeen, welcome to the show, man. It's a pleasure to have you back on. It's always a joy to talk to you. I, I relish these moments.
4: <laughs> well, I'm glad that you relish them, but I'm not entirely sure why <laughs>
3: because you're a, you're a smart guy, a witty guy, you appreciate my humor. well, really, it's as simple as that. you think i'm I believe at least you think I'm somewhat funny, and i I try to gravitate to people who think I'm funny.
5: I
4: got I gotcha. Well, um, you might not like me so much after you get to uh, deal with my questions for a few moments, because I've got a couple good ones for you, please. So I have it on good authority that at one point in your younger days, um, you were sporting dreadlocks. In fact, I believe it was during your college years. You were sporting dreadlocks. Well, I I associate dreadlocks with one thing, and that is reggae music. Now, other people might associate dreadlocks with some other things, but I associate dreadlocks with reggae. So, what is the only number one album Bob Marley ever had? The name of the album. Uh, do I,
3: How many guesses do I get? I don't know. Exodus. How about...
4: Exodus. No.
3: God damn. Let's give me three um, guesses.
4: I mean, he made music over a long period of time. He's probably the most famous reggae musician ever. What's the name of his only number 1 album? It's not Exodus.
3: Um, I don't have any other guesses. I don't know why I asked for more. All I can think of right now is Exodus. <laughs> I've always been ch- I'm a very big Bob Marley fan, but I've always been challenged by song titles, album titles. Even artists gotcha. for the most part, but I do know Bob Marley.
4: Gotcha. Uh, he only had one number one album. That was Legend in
3: 1984. Ah, that was going to be my second choice. You you interrupted me too quick.
4: <laughs> uh, how many number one singles did he have? Um, Four. None. <laughs>
3: People didn't appreciate what they had, man. People were fools if that guy had no number one songs.
4: I agree. A very talented musician. Um, I think probably very big amongst the uh, uh, dreadlock crowd.
3: (laughs) He was. I can can confirm that. I can confirm Uh he was popular among the dreadlock crowd. Although during my dreadlock times, I think I was one of two on the ECU campus. So all he had to do is be popular with two people. (laughs)
4: <laughs> all right second question for you uh again hearkening back to the the days of your youth um what sport was invented at a high school in new jersey in 1968 1968? in 1968
3: 1968?
4: Mm-hmm. columbia um, high school new jersey it would be I'm a sport get- probably near and dear to many people in the college uh campus
3: I'm going to, since I believe you're setting me up in a nice way, not in a bad way, I'm going to guess Ultimate Frisbee.
4: Uh, Correct. Absolutely. (laughs) Believe it or not, that was not invented until 1968, and it was invented out of high school, of all things.
3: I did not know that. I am very familiar with Ultimate Frisbee, but apparently not its history.
4: Well, I think all the cool kids just call it ultimate Gary, you might want to just, you know, abbreviate it like that.
3: (laughs) They did those cool kids that never let me hang out with them.
4: (laughs) Yeah, but now they'd be wanting to sit at the lunch table with you.
3: (laughs) I'd like to think so. In my mind, they regret (laughs) it.
4: All right. Final question for you. Your your, uh, Alma mater, ECU. What was their football record this year and what bowl are they going to?
3: Well, I am not a – I'm going to give a long answer. I am not a good alumni. I, have, In fact, I haven't been to a football game since I left. I know that they – I believe – well, I know they have a winning record and I believe it's the first time in a while. I know they recently lost – I guess I'm now showing the filming date of this – recently lost to Cincinnati, but still I think they're at seven and five – and I have no idea what bowl game, but I can tell you that when they went to the Peach Bowl versus NC State back in the ni- late 1980s, that was probably the apex of my college football days.
4: Gotcha. You're correct. They they were seven and five this year, and they did right lose since recently. So very why good. Why did I admit? Uh, to,
3: why did I admit to being a bad alumni? I should have kept my cards closer and pretend. You know, I'm, I'm a fool in that. I played that wrong. Billy, edit that worry. out.
4: Billy can edit that out. They they were seven and five, and they're going to the military bowl. The military bowl. I don't all know. right. Do you know where, where is that? Know. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yes.
3: <laughs> well, Todd Skeen, of course you can't get off the show without me asking you one question. Go for it. And this is a pretty standard question to all the captains that are kind enough to be a guest for this end of year special. And the question is pretty simple forward. So what fishing has you most excited in 2022? What fishing trip, what fishing species, what fishing technique, what's on your list to like, you're like, yeah, 2022, it's going to be a good year for that.
4: Um, I guess I'm always just looking forward to an annual trip where my brother comes down and we get to have a little, you know, two person trip out grouper fishing. That's always my favorite trip of the year even though this year he tried to cut my finger off and I had to throw five staples in my finger offshore. Most, you know, he promised not to do that again. And, uh, that's going to be my favorite trip for next year. That's what I'm looking forward to the most.
3: Well, right on, man. I think that's a solid answer. I can understand that answer, man. And, uh, appreciate you being on the podcast, appreciate the relationship, man. You have a good holiday season, have a good start to the year. And, uh, and uh, hopefully we keep this relationship going in 2022, man. I, I highly value it.
4: Yeah. Likewise. Uh, hopefully we can get out there and catch some fish at some point together. Right on, man. Thank you, Todd. All right. Happy holidays.
0: All right. Todd is always a fun time. Always enjoy having him on the show. Uh, as Gary said, super witty, super quick. Uh, so always fun to challenge Gary. Now. I do like it that Todd put Gary's knowledge of Bob Marley to the test. And, you know, college Gary and Bob had a lot of similar tastes and style, it seems like. So I'm a little bummed that Gary couldn't answer those questions. Uh, But you know what? It is what it is. And to be honest, I mean, for Gary, it was a really long time ago, I'm sure. College was a long time, and you forget stuff over time. So no harm, no, harm, no foul. Uh, we forgive you, Gary, for not knowing. All right, next up, we have Captain Mark Henderson of Liquid Fire Sport Fishing. and Let's go ahead and take a listen to this interview.
3: Captain Mark Henderson, welcome to the show, man. Thank you for being a part of our end-of-the-year special.
6: Yeah, man, excited about it, Gary. Like always, so uh, I just had a chair collapse. So wow, that kind of typical, huh? <laughs> hotel
3: Those Las Vegas again. chairs. Those chairs in those <laughs>
6: Las Vegas hotel rooms. Man, it's not often that you get to come to Vegas, but when you do, you don't want to collapse chair, right? Oh well. we'll just I, don't wanna hear, I don't want to hear.
3: I don't want to hear how you broke the chair. That's for another podcast.
6: Yeah. No, well, I, Audrey would get me if there was any story to that. I promise <laughs> you know that goes. The little general would. I mean, I don't know. Maybe she maybe she'd be OK. I just right? so say, hey, get rid of you. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, what's uh, glad to be here. I'm
3: I am excited for the tables to be turned. I'm excited that you'll be asking me the questions this time and I don't have to think up any of those dumb questions.
6: No, man, it's all good. It's, uh, you know, I don't know that I've thought up of any dumb questions and uh, yours were just challenging questions. Let's put it that way over the years. It's that uh, it's that innate attorney uh, uh, thought process and background that you have deep within you.
3: Deep within me, deep within me Yeah. that I I bury because I don't want to intimidate people, you know, so I I don't I try not to let it out too
6: much. Well, you are a pretty intimidating guy. There is no question about <laughs> that. <laughs> hey, it's when, hey, look, when you're the smartest guy in the room, you know what? Other people just get nervous.
3: Yes, I agree.
6: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's Let all
3: me good. I <laughs> have, let's have a question, Mark Henderson. What do you got?
6: You know, so I guess, um, you know, one thing I, I guess that uh, always makes me wonder, Gary, when talking to you is, you know, Um, what is your least favorite part of actually being the big cheese?
3: Ooh, uh, I can say that my least favorite part of being the big cheese is staff turnover. You know, I, you know, we are a small operation. So when we lose someone, that is a big hit to day to day, week to week operations. And it's always a process to find a replacement. And aside from that, since we are such a small operation, you know, you develop relationships with those you work with. So then when you're not working with them on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis, you know, I, us- I, I basically enjoyed everyone I've worked with. So I also lose someone I enjoy spending time with. And then there's the functionality problems. So that's one way to answer as far as just like my day-to-day tasks. I'm not sure what that answer would be. I think it changes week to week, whether I'm maintaining a subscription database or I'm saving more photos I, I don't i don't really know man I, I, that's a good question I, I guess i'll just stick with my staff turnover
6: i got you well you've had some good staff members over the years and i can understand why you would answer it that way because uh you know you've got a lot of dedicated people and you've done a good job of developing that and made a fantastic uh product to the uh to the masses so that's pretty cool
3: so yeah man um, my take is I know no one is going to retire from Fisherman's Post, so I know all our time together is temporary, but still there's an attachment and still there's separation pain, again, both related to the functionality and just relationship, man. So, yeah, you, I'm I'm sure you do understand. Yeah, I do.
6: Um, so, you know, from last year's virtual schools and the way in which you had to handle those and, and your staff had to handle them and all the captains, um, what did you uh, – um, uh, I guess, uh, what did you put together from last year's school that you think is going to benefit what this year's on site events will be? How will that affect what you're going into this year?
3: Um, yeah, man, that's a good question. And the benefit of last year's schools, what we sort of did differently you know, smaller venues, smaller, smaller people. And uh, offering the live stream. So it was basically it forced me to embrace technology, a project that I've been wanting to embrace for a long time. So for years... I mean, I'm going back to DVD days. People have been saying, I wish you would record the fishing school and burn it on a DVD and let me burn the DVD. Now, no one's asking for a DVD anymore because we just save it to the cloud. You just access it digitally. But people have still been asking for that. And so going through the pains of last year's fishing schools, which I enjoyed, but, you know, they were work. And instead of one weekend in Moorhead, it was three. And instead of one in Wilmington, it was three. So, you know, that's just taxing on the mind, body, you know, and family to spend that much time doing the schools. But. We figured out that technology, how to put, you know, what we record behind sort of protected pages behind the curtain and allow the right people access and keep other people out and provide value that way. And so that was a good project. And that is certainly going to be in effect on some level at the this year in the February 2022 schools where we're recording the main seminars and people can buy access to the recordings of the main seminars and for both Wilmington and Moorhead. Again, that would be six inshore main seminars and six offshore main seminars. You know, since we're offering like 12 different things every hour, that's going, still an impossibility to record everything. I mean, that would be a crazy sort of workload. But I feel good about the two main seminars and looking forward to offering that. I think that's my takeaway.
6: Good, man. Well, it's, uh, you know, the last year being part of all of that was uh, exciting. I know there's a lot that we've all learned over the last couple of years and, you know, you've done a great job with it. And looks like you're going to incorporate it into the to the live schools. Kind of leads into another question that um, you've, you've had probably hundreds of interviews with what you've done over the years and certainly recently with all the podcasts and that kind of thing. Um, not asking who, but what is your ideal interview? How, what if, if you had to say? <laughs> Yeah. You know, so, what what is your ideal? I don't know if it's a topic. I don't know the exact question. That's kind of a, a broad question, possibly. But, um, you know, how would it go? What would it be? Uh, what 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 would it be? Your strategy in your ideal interview?
3: Huh? Damn it, Mark! I wish you just asked me embarrassing questions that I had to sort of dodge instead of having to really think. Man, how dare you make me think? How dare you, Mark Henry? would take back everything I just said nice about you. Man, I don't man, I'm I'm not gonna have a good answer to that. I can tell you that on these podcasts I love when I have longstanding friends that I actually have inside joke material. That's been one of my favorite things. It's just sort of in the beginning to introduce some inside joke material just to sort of get a little bit of a a freeze moment from my captain friend and then but no one knows, no one's privy to what we're really talking about. And then we talk about, you know, whatever fishing we are. I can say that I'm probably certainly more comfortable doing inshore interviews and offshore interviews. I'm okay at offshore, but that's certainly a little bit more out of my comfort zone than, you know, the inshore topics. And, you know, I like a uh, man, I like personality and I really like sincerity, man. When you're just talking to someone that's really trying to share information and is really like happy to be talking to the crowd and be part of the podcast and everything else falls into place like my questions don't matter because their energy and their you know just sort of yeah i guess just their positive energy comes through and so my questions become secondary they truly are the star of the show and and that's the design you know not unlike this show focusing on me a little bit too much but those other shows you know aren't about me and aren't about my questions it's just about the captains and i love when that just takes place
6: that's quite a good answer for somebody who didn't know where they were going with it. Right. That's
3: I can BS stuff, man. man. I can BS like you wouldn't believe.
6: <laughs> no, you're good. Nah, no, man. You're good. Good at what you do. So what's your ideal fishing trip, man?
3: My ideal fishing trip. Uh-oh. man. that's actually a question I get yeah. asked a lot, you know, saying, Hey, you get to travel up and down the coast. You get to fish with all these different guys. What's your favorite fishing trip, man? And, you know, I can't, I always give a long answer because I don't know that I can light on one. I can tell you that, and I really love sight fishing for Cobia. That's been one of my favorite. I like, again, I like sight cast into Benito when they're, you know, surfacing and going down and surfacing and going down. And even, uh, you know, when fortunate enough to find a school of red drum on a two foot flat and be able to cast sight cast gold spoons to those red drum on a two foot flat. So, you know clearly the theme there is visual pleasure it seems like lately i've been in a realm of visual pleasure man i like to see that bite don't even care really if i bring the fish to the boat just want to see the fish you know have the hunt and you know hopefully see them take the bait and if i bring it in and i get a photo great but that's secondary to just that that visual splendor that visual
6: pleasure sounds like you're the one who's supposed to be in vegas right
3: <laughs> yeah let me i'll go to vegas and then i'll answer <laughs> what's my favorite part of vegas i don't know is yeah. that in the budget billy is that in the b- podcast budget uh, it depends if we get some sponsors
0: calling in right now
6: no. <laughs> Right, <man>. that's right. that's <laughs> leave it to um, henderson to bring some sponsors in right
0: right <laughs> yeah that
3: is true i will i'm gonna prop you up like you have you have successfully employed the sponsorship relationship like no one I have met in my 20 years of doing nearly 20 years of doing fisherman's posts. And that is a compliment, you know, calling you a hustler, me calling someone a hustler. I don't ever mean that as a negative, like that's a compliment because, you know, I've seen firsthand how you work for your sponsors, how you make sure you get them out there, how, what you do is grounded in, is this good for them? Like, and, and clearly it's paid off. In fact, when, other captains talk to me about potential sponsorships or seeking, not from me, but seeking out sponsorships. I tell them, man, pay attention to Liquid Fire and try to steal a page or two out of their playbook.
6: Well, I appreciate it, man. It's been good opportunities that, you know, uh, and, and being part of uh, what you do has certainly uh, led to a lot of those opportunities. And, you know, uh, the partnerships are, are huge, um, you know, in, in what we do. So, it's, uh, And I'm, I'm just going to guess... Space.
3: I'm just gonna guess that at the at the Christmas table for liquid fire fishing, it goes something like this. Hey uh Audrey, would you pass me the applesauce, the Mott's applesauce, who is, you know, the leader in all applesauces and you know finishes <laughs> right. great. And then yeah. she'll say, Sure, I'll pass you applesauce. Can you please pass me the Lipton sweet tea? Ah, Lipton sweet tea, refreshing. And <laughs>
6: did y'all get that on camera? Do we need Man, to retake? That... <laughs>
3: <laughs> what am i why am i making fun of you you're supposed to be making fun of me shame on me that's yeah, all
6: good man i it's take that good. back hey, billy edit that out awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no it's all good man good stuff
3: i have a sincere i have a sincere question for you and you basically threw it at me but i'm going to throw it back at you because i am curious about your guys you know and and you can answer this either a liquid fire fishing team or a liquid fire sport fishing and the question is to you in 2022 man what are you most looking forward to and it can be a certain fishing trip a certain fishing tournament a certain target species or you know employing a new piece of equipment or new technique something that's on your guys list that you want to you know address you know you're excited to address in 2022.
6: um you know gary it's always for for me uh personally it's always about the opportunity that i get to spend time with my family and my kids you know, and the grandkids are getting older. Maybe they're going to spend a little time on the boat. Um, you know, we have a new lady angler on the boat. Um, and uh, with Joshua's uh, uh, girlfriend, Madison Ambrose, she's uh, she's been part of the team at the end of this past year, done a great job, a very good angler. Uh, so that's, uh, that's an exciting uh, opportunity for us. That's something that we've never had. Audrey's been so much part of, of what we do, but the actual tournament um, atmosphere doesn't really – uh, incorporate her most of the time. So, uh, you know, that that's an exciting opportunity for, for us going into 2022. And um, the, uh, the actual fishing trips that we always look forward to, or always really look forward to going to South Florida, um, it, you know, down in the Pompano Beach area, if we can spend some time down there in the Blue Water Movement Tournaments down there that Jamie Bunn has. Uh, I've got a lot of friends down there fished over the years. That's always a not only a fun trip, fun fishing and good you know different species whether it be kingfish blackfin you know wahoo uh, dolphin whatever it may be but it's a little different fishery than what we have up here it's a drift fishery put out kites and it's always a learning experience and that's you know it's something that you know it helps us develop uh more skills that We're able to bring hopefully to North Carolina and implore, you know, not only in the tournament atmosphere, but from the liquefier sport fishing standpoint, uh, you know, Joshua and Crockett, uh, who obviously run that most of the time, you know, there's a lot of different techniques and tactics that they have been able to learn and brings to the clients and helps, you know, helps them learn helps the clients learn helps them catch more fish and that's really kind of um you know one of the reasons that we really enjoy doing that is because you know it ultimately translates into opportunities to spend time with other people on the boat and you know when, when you know when we go out there the uh, you know joshua and crockett work really hard to try to make sure that people enjoy themselves and and um, not only you know catch a lot of fish, but you know enjoy the experience and and learn some tactics and techniques and that kind of thing. They're very engaging, um, you know whether it be talking about the Simrad, Simrad electronics or the Lipta T or whatever it is. But um, you know it's uh, uh, they really <laughs> nice. do try to uh, <laughs> evaluate and learn it on the Canon downrigger and uh, you know all that good stuff. <laughs> yes, the
3: yeah. Canon downrigger. <laughs> or the Captain <laughs> Marine. If you hadn't, uh, I, I, would I would have been understand. disappointed. I would have been disappointed if you hadn't. Perfect. Yeah. And so I guess so. your second favorite trip would be the trip with me. I, I was kind of thinking it was first, but I'll well, get, I'll take second place.
6: You know, I'll be honest with you. That one's that you know, I was disappointed last weekend. The weather was kind of crappy because that was becoming a bit of a tradition after Thanksgiving for us, man. Um, and you know, the kingfish bite up there in Hatteras is uh You know what you you know what we experienced last year was pretty special, and um, you know it's uh, yeah. But we're gonna you know uh, we've got a few weeks that we can still make that happen. So uh, that is always that is always a highlight throughout the year. It's on my calendar from the first of the year to the last of the year, and I can't wait.
3: You're nice to say so, and my boys love it. My boys love your go-fast
6: boats. They love them. That's good stuff, man. They had it. Hopefully they had a good time. Hopefully we can show them another good time. There's some nice fish up there, and it's, uh, it's been exciting, and, and uh, you know, it's always a fun time.
3: Well, Mark Henderson, to you, Audrey, Crockett, Joshua, all the Henderson clan, man. Hope you guys have a good holiday season. Hope you're set up for a good 2022. Very much appreciate the relationship and appreciate that relationship on so many different levels. And uh, looking forward, you know, hopefully to continue to work with you in 2022.
0: All right, so Mark, it was so funny. He, and my takeaway here is he thought Gary as intimidating. Now I don't know about that. I don't know if I concur unless the reel goes off and you're on the boat with Gary. Then Gary will use his power, his clout, and he becomes really mean, so he gets to the reel first. I fish with him a lot. I know that reel goes off. The rule on the boat when you go fishing with Gary is I get first dibs. Selfish son of a gun. Nah. All right. Next up, we got Adam Meyer.
3: Welcome to the show, Adam Meyer, longtime friend, old friend, friend from the early, early days of Fisherman's Post. A pleasure to be talking to you again.
5: Thanks, Gary, appreciate y'all having me and Billy for putting this together from far from places. And uh, I'm just happy to to be here and, and I think possibly celebrate you a little bit.
3: How about that, man? I'm not, um, I'll take it. I mean, I guess my ego could use a little boost, you know because I have such little ego.
5: Yeah, that's you. <laughs> so I'm supposed to ask you some questions, I think. Is that how it goes?
3: man i am looking forward to this like you wouldn't understand i am very excited for your questions
5: all right no beating around the bush gary 10 years from now where do you see yourself
3: oh jesus and you can take that
5: as as figuratively or as literally as you wish uh 10 years from now i know how old you are you don't have to admit that
3: 10 years from now retired from cape fear community college and Advising the person who bought Fisherman's Post from me. How about that in 10 years?
5: Well done. Well done. A good answer. That's a good uh, PC answer. I imagine you'll be real happy at that point, too, right?
3: I would be happy. You know, I could focus 100% on just waking up and thinking of what can I do to make my wife happy today. That, that would be what I would do, you know, there in the 10 year in the retirement period, just all the time. Man, what could I do to make my wife feel special?
5: Well, those of you that, that might not know Gary as well, or as long as I have, that's one of the more accurate and honest statements. You'll probably get out of him tonight. Uh, Question number two, where did the Russian guy come from?
2: I know we were
5: out that night in Moorhead city for the fishing school, being good (laughs) boys and girls and and acting right. and helping old ladies across the street and out of nowhere comes the russian um and i and i'm trying to remember who we pawned him off on i think it was ben Turn, but i'm just wondering where did we pick him up along the way do you recall
3: well this question is impossible for me to answer because i wasn't out at that point because as the director of the fishing school I had told you guys at midnight, I'm done. I got to be there at 6 a.m. You guys can go out and play beyond midnight, but I have got to get some sleep. So I wasn't up when the Russian came into play. You are the guys. You are the guys that hold up push until 2, 3 a.m. It's getting, 2, deep. A. M.
4: It's getting <laughs> no, deep. Hold up I and watch. Wasn't. Remember,
3: um, you're the one who says stay out late, and then when we look around at 6 a.m. to start the fishing school, you're nowhere to be seen and you show up at 10 a.m. with your sunglasses on carrying a box of Bowberry biscuits like that. Of course, you can stay out late like you show up up at 10 with sunglasses and Bowberry biscuits. You're not there at six, like trying to process 400 people through the door.
5: <laughs> Sounds like I've touched a nerve. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I funny. look like Nana from heaven with biscuits in hand.
3: Um, <laughs> I mean, I was boy, happy that, to say they're me... delicious biscuits.
5: All right. So um, we've had some really great experiences with the fishing schools over the years and have met a lot of really great people. Um, I know we typically tend to to really enjoy Moorhead City because we're all out of town and it's been a lot of fun, but I have learned so much about fishing from all of your friends that come and teach at the schools. So a, a lot of our funny stories revolve around, um, the schools. So here's another one for you, uh, in which both beer made an appearance and thankfully for big Berry beer to step in because it was about to be a fight. And do you remember which Olympic sport we were watching at mm. the time?
3: Uh, um, curling.
5: Very well done. Very well Oh, all right. Yes, it was yeah. curling, and we were enjoying it and having a big time.
3: We were enjoying it. I was engaged, like trying to understand the strategy behind it, the nuances of curling, you know, because oh, yeah. that's what we're doing while we're drinking in Moorhead, you know, getting ready for well, get fish fishing school.
5: You know, I think we should bring curling to Carteret County.
3: <laughs> we're going to do a curling session at the Moorhead School.
5: I'm in. Count me in.
3: Rod Bierstadt's going to teach it.
5: (laughs) All right. So last question for you, Gary. And I think it kind of draws together questions two and three. Why is it that when the stuff's going down and I turn around to look for my friend Gary Hurley, he is more often there with the gas can in his hand than the fire extinguisher? (laughs)
3: Um, because I treat friendships as my own entertainment devices. And so I, I'm really just keeping you guys around for my own entertainment. I love being something of a, I try to be something of a puppet master. I try to manipulate, I try to push buttons and then step back and then just enjoy the chaos. And I think I have a certain talent at it. Although I'm I'm still practicing, I'm still trying to come into my, you know, come into my full force there. But you guys have been great pawns. I've appreciated you being around for my entertainment. I really do appreciate it.
5: Heavy is the head that wears the crown. I know, Gary, and we are here but to serve. <laughs> well, Happy Adam Meyer,
3: I, I have a question for you. And it is not going to be an uncomfortable question. It is actually pretty straightforward. You know, with your... You know, you are intricately connected to the boating, fishing community via your insurance relationships. You have connections all up and down the coast, as I do. And I know that you you struggle to find that fishing time because you're a busy guy, man. You're hustling. You're hustling all the time, hustling in the good way. So tell me, in 2022, you can answer this a couple of ways. What fishing trip? Let's say, let's go this route. Gary Hurley wants to invite Adam Meyer on a fishing trip in 2022 at least one fishing trip, what would that one fishing trip, what would Adam Meyer like that one fishing trip to be?
5: Well, man, it's two. I got to put two out there and let you choose. Again, I'm just trying to serve. Uh, (laughs) I I really enjoyed our trip to Hatteras that we did. Um, And I'd love to go fishing on those grass flats again for those bull reds. I mean, that was so much fun and so funny. Uh, with Aaron Aaron that day, and oh my gosh, that was just amazing. And the other trip that I want to do again is uh Weldon, Run It River. You know, that was one of our, one of our early trips that we did in the way early 2000s, and I, I think we were with Richard, um, and we had a ball that day and caught so much fish, and it was, you know, it wasn't fishing down here, it was fishing up there, and that's also a part of our fishery, uh, the stripers. And I really, really enjoyed that. So, th- those are two of my favorite Gary Hurley uh, fishing trips that I've been on.
3: Well, let me see what I can do in 2022 because I love both those answers and I would jump at that opportunity. And so, uh, I now have, I'm now writing it down on my to do list to plan for 2022. I mean, I would be disappointed in myself if at least one of those didn't happen.
5: Well, I mean, and it go—it really it does go without saying that uh, our trips with Dave are each uh, uniquely special each year uh, with a common thread that kind of runs throughout. But that's a that's always a good trip. But since I'm pretty much always invited on that one uh, to pay, at least, then I'm in <laughs> all three.
3: And that would be just to give another plug, that would be Dave Gardner on the headboat Von Decay. And yes, you're right, that boat that man has a special place in my heart as well so that's a given don't worry you didn't have to mention that that one's a given and i'll go to work on welding stripers or grass flat reds i'm again i'm i am a determined man i have put it at the top of the priority list
5: if i could just fish with with lob shrimp off your dock and hang out with feet in the water and a cold beverage gary that's good enough for me
3: (laughs) wait hold that watch up what did you do before hold that watch up high
5: (laughs) We, we are still talking about making sure leslie's happy right
3: <laughs> right adam meyer enjoyed it knew i would enjoy it you didn't disappoint there either man dude i mean one of my oldest friends and i mean long-lasting friends not old friends from the very early days of fisherman's post thank you for seeing the future of fisherman's post and embracing me embracing the paper and have enjoyed the journey
5: rock and roll baby All right, Adam. Have a good holiday. See you, Gary. Thanks, Billy. All
0: right. Retirement Russians curling at Carteret County. I have no idea what Adam and Gary do on the weekends at their free time or at those fishing schools, uh, but they are a good time and it's always entertainment when those two are on. So really appreciate those guys. Uh, so go support Adam Meyer over at Maritime International uh, Insurance International for your marine insurance. We really appreciate Adam and the relationship with Fisherman's Post. All right, next up, we got Captain Rod Corley from Sandbar Safari Charters asking Gary a few questions. Let's take a listen.
3: All right, Rob Corley, welcome to our end of the year, our special end of the year episode. Was excited to see your name on the guest list. You know, again, a friend from way back, enjoyed connecting with you from the early days, whether it's the paper or fishing our tournaments or fishing schools or just having a good time with DJ Rob Corley. Man, uh, excited, excited to hear what questions you might have for me. I'll, I'll say, I'm a, I'll even admit, I'm a little intimidated. You're a clever guy. You're a funny guy and um i hope i i hope i rise
7: i hope so i really do um because i haven't thought of anything yet so we're gonna go off the top of the cuff here
3: <laughs> even better
7: but uh i did think of one thing i wanted to ask you um and i got felton he's almost four now so he's getting to be at the age where fishing's starting to get kind of fun and stuff and he can cast a little bit so What's the fish that your one of your sons has caught that you are the most jealous of
3: a fish they've caught that I'm the most jealous of.
7: Like when did hmm. they thump one in your face? So you were just like, Oh man, good. good well, on man, you I kid. love,
3: I love when they throw it in the face. And I'll even say like this year has been the year where I barely, when I take them fishing, I barely touch a rod. Like I'm full on in like just watching them catch fish. But I tell you what, like I don't, I don't have a good answer to that question. But I'm going to share with you a, one of my favorite stories to tell about taking the kids fishing. And I think they were like, like nine and eleven, and we're catching, going down to catch trout in the Ocean Isle area. And we're power pulled up on one dock. You float the shrimp underneath the bobber towards the other dock, and we're supposed to get a bite before we get to the dock. And just like a, just like the captain told us, it's happening. The bobber goes under, and the boys are bringing back two plus pound trouts, not trout, not spikes, but like keeper fish on every float. We have them up in the front of the boat and we're hanging out in the back. And then very early on in this fishing trip, the boys amongst themselves decided that the winner wasn't the one that caught the fish or even caught the biggest fish. The winner was the one who didn't get a fish and their bobber actually made it to the other dock. So now the kids are up there and when the (laughs) bobber goes under, whoever bobber goes under, the kid goes, Oh man, this sucks. My bobber went under. And then the other one's laughing, going, aha, I'm still floating. I haven't caught a fish. So that, you know, I'm sure you can relate when the captain has done everything right and put the kids on the perfect kid bite and they found a way we could say mess it up. But as you also know, as a captain, as long as the kids have fun, that's really all that matters, whether they're playing with minnows, or you know cheering each other on when they don't catch a fish i just thought man here it is man this is the essence of taking kids fishing it's beautiful
7: absolutely that's awesome that's an awesome story man that's what we try to do every time we take the kids out no matter who's who's they are
3: um yeah man so it's been fun and but i don't i to go to your original question i don't think i have a fish where i was just thumped i don't think yet i'm not i'll have to think about that further maybe i'll get back to you off off air
7: Uh, yeah, I want, I want to hear about the first time one of them catches a prize trophy fish that you haven't caught yet. And you're just like, Oh man. All right. right, Okay. All right. I have a question for Gary. I have a question.
3: Okay. I call on you, Rob Uh Corley.
7: When is the Vonda K, uh, grouper fishing trip this year?
3: Man, that is such a moving date. I could, I could give you a date, but the date might change. The next date is December 17th. So it's actually before the show airs. And certainly hope you're on the list, you know, and joining Adam Meyer and the whole cast of characters. It'd be great to have you.
7: What was your favorite uh, Von Decay trip so far? Do you have one that sticks out one particular year? I know you usually win the big fish pool, so it doesn't, you can't, we can't go by that. But was there one in particular that you had? I would say. <laughs>
3: I wouldn't dare answer that question as boring as the year I won the, or one of the many years, one of the years I won the big fish pool. What I would say is back in the Max Gaspany days, Max Gaspany brought a certain level of drinking to that trip. And the friends that he brought with him (laughs) on that trip matched his certain level of drinking. So shenanigans abound. So I don't know what year it was. I have no idea which annual trip it was, but it was Max's crew on the boat And we got a bunch of female arm wrestling going on to entertain us on the way back in. So it would have to be the female arm wrestling episode, the drunken debauchery of that that trip would be the top one. And then also high up on the memory bank would be when whatever that mate's name at the time was, was trying to talk people into the fact that false albacore could be eaten raw just like the Benito with the O could and damn if that guy, not only did he do it, not only did he eat a piece of raw false, false albacore, but he actually talked two of my guests, two of my guests into also eating it. And of course, it was a bloody mess. And of course, it was disgusting. But I uh, I think I was more impressed that he got two to eat it, not just the will that he was willing to go to that length.
7: All right. I got one for him. Uh, have you, Gary, ever eaten a amberjack worm?
3: No, I've never eaten Amberjack worm. And Gilded. I can't even remember to have I eaten Amberjack. You know, there's a lot of fish species that people say, really, you ought to try it. It's good. And Amberjack's one of them. And I just say, whatever. And you gotta eat oyster toad, whatever. And you gotta eat no, oh, you gotta, barracuda. You gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta whatever.
7: you gotta come over, and let me cook you some AJ sometime. And not nothing wrong with it, but what yeah, I had to I had to cook whatever. <laughs> I had to convince the charter that it was good one time, and that the wor- well that the worms were harmless, tasteless, uh, and so I plucked one out while we were cleaning the fish and gobbled it down. Uh,
3: <laughs> I hope they tip well. Was,
7: it was harmless and tasteless, so. All right, just I a believe little, you. Little protein. I
3: I don't need to try it to confirm. I'm just going to tell you, I believe you. I also believe that amberjack is good. If I tell you that I believe that amberjack is good, do I not have to try it when you cook it? Can I get that? Can I get a pass on that too?
7: No, that's good, man. We'll just get some, we'll have some grouper next time that you come over. (laughs) All right, deal. Gruper's cousin.
3: (laughs) Well, I have a, I mean, if you have another question, man, I'll answer questions from Rob Corley all evening. If you don't have another question, ultimately I have one for you, but it looks like you have another
7: i have i have one more question uh i was thinking about this the other day how many nights of sleep have you lost over the years about the trout tournament that we almost had in the bag and then blew our motor up on the way back from the rock jetty because for me it's no less than 72 73 maybe but i don't know
3: (laughs) well i can tell you and this is sincere that I have not lost one night of sleep, man. I actually still reference that tournament or that day of fishing. And I always do so fondly. And I just say, man, we were crushing it at the Cape Lookout Rock Jetties where the boat to the right and the boat to left were looking at us like, what in the world are you guys doing right? And what in the world are we doing wrong? And just assembly line and trout and assembly line and trout. And I am big on stories to tell. And sure, it would have been nice to clock in and weigh in. And sure, it would have been nice to get a little bit of a paycheck. But I have gotten full, full value out of telling the story about engine crapping out and having, I forget what we determined it would have been, a second or third place finish in the boat, but unable to weigh in. And so I haven't lost any sleep because I still love telling that story. And I tell it fondly, not like a son of a bitch story, but a like, man, listen to this. This was a great day all right rob those are good questions i enjoyed answering those questions really i mean it i'm not just saying that um as far as question to you man one thing that and this is sincere now again i i feel like i keep saying that um iris one of the many things i respect about you is just how diverse an angler you are whether it's inshore skinny water nearshore, offshore traveling to florida and you, you do it all and you do it all well, even bluefin, and lately I hear. So my question for you in 2022 is what is the, and you can answer this, you can pick your way you want to answer it. What is the 2022 fishing challenge that you have put in front of yourself, like something that you want to accomplish, whether it's a technique or whether it's a species or a certain trip, or you can just say, you know, what type of fishing are you most excited to get more into in 2022?
7: um well in we were lucky enough to qualify for the redfish world series in louisiana this past year and we got in the top 20 there and so top 10 is my goal for this year i want to qualify for that tournament and go get top 10 and that's my biggest biggest thought ahead for the next year just fishing wise amongst everything else but uh also like you were saying i I had a blast today specifically we went eight miles offshore and watched the sunrise and uh, had a tuna bite, didn't pin them up, but that's all right. Came back in, took a charter this afternoon, was 15 miles up river and uh, watched the sun go down. So it's it's been a fun day and I just hope there's many more like that this year and that'll be good with me.
3: I hope there's many more like that for you too, man. Enjoy talking to you, enjoy the relationship, and look forward to 2022 spending some more
7: time with you. All right, Gary, you guys keep that podcast going this next year. I look forward to doing some more. Thanks, man.
3: Looking forward to it.
0: All right. So I'm I'm with Gary on this one. I don't know about eating false albacore and amberjack worms, but whatever. You know what? If that's what you're into, uh, then go ahead and, and do that. And let us know in the comments or send us an email. Let us know, are you a fan of false albacore and amberjack or amberjack worms? I think is what he called it. Let us know. All right, next up, we got friend uh, Rick Croson, Captain Rick Croson from Living Waters Guide Service. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a listen to this interview. Welcome to the show,
3: Rick Croson, um, Living Waters. I can say, man, that in the long-standing run of Fisherman's Post, which is I think tw- next year's our twentieth year. You know, a lot of my friends on this show have been long-standing friends, but. You were actually, I'm going to point this out. You were actually a friend before Fisherman's Post even existed, even though we weren't friends, man. I'm going to tell this is my Rick and plug about just how good a guy you are coming in Texas tackle, all young, not a bit of gray hair and wide eyed and saying, hey, guys, I'm going to start a fishing newspaper. And pretty much everyone was looking at me like, who the hell are you to think you're going to start a fishing paper? I don't think you've walked in a tackle shop in the last five years. And you, Rick Crowson, were like, man, tell me about it. What do you got in mind? And you made time for me, and you listened, and you advised. And I will be forever grateful for that generosity because that kid was clueless. When I think about clueless Gary Hurley pre-Fisherman's Post, I needed a friend like you. Thank you very much.
8: Well, Gary, I'll tell you what. It's been a privilege um, since I've met you that first day in Texas Toggle with your spiked hair. When I mean, you're giving Jot Owens a run for his money back then, um, just you know, um, and and, and uh, you know, to say we're friends is is kind of an understatement because you've helped me out a lot, and uh, you know, you've brought your wife on my boat, which is uh, pretty awesome of you.
3: <laughs> She's very popular. <laughs> I think she. I think in the early days, she actually when. I'm gonna go back to the early days when I was walking around like, "Oh, I'm gonna start a fishing paper." Uh, look, I started a fishing paper, and people were still trying to figure me out. And then they would see my beautiful wife Leslie and be like, "Well, I mean, he must have something going on if he pulled her." So maybe we'll, uh, maybe we ought to hear him out, man. I mean, clearly he's done something right. So I think I think beautiful Leslie helped me out in many capacities in those early days.
8: Well, I, I, listen, the first trip she ever came on my boat. It was Gary's birthday and bait was tough to catch that day. And so I got angry and when we finally got bait, I said, I'm going to make every fish pay today. And they got to see the anger come out of old Rick Carson. Anyway, we get offshore and uh, I'm kind of, you know, helping her and she's catching fish. And anyway, she hooks this grouper and she is bent over getting her just she's getting beat down. Okay. And she looked over at me because I'm like standing beside her and I'm coaching her through it. And she looked over at me and she said, this thing ain't getting away. And I was like, yeah, okay. And then in subsequent trips, you know, she put her, she had a wahoo that she had almost to the boat and it took off and she threw her leg up on the gunnel and pushed out and went, oh no, no, no. And I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I don't care if Gary (laughs) ever comes on the boat again, Leslie, you're welcome every trip. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, She's so popular. Man, (laughs) but, you know, as much as I love Leslie, I, 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 you know, I I would say that I love you just as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll say say I love you just as much in a different way. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) You know, not kind of, you know, in a guy cool, you know, (laughs) you know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think I, I mean, I think I know what we're talking about. I mean, I kind of love you like that, too. But, I mean, you know, like in the in the one way, not the other way. I mean, I think I know what we're saying. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, when do you want your question? Man, I am waiting. I am baited breath. Please. All right. So, I have two questions for you. Since we talked yesterday on the phone, first of all, did you catch any fish yesterday? We did catch fish yesterday. We caught blackfin tuna on the Charter boat bite me out of Hatteras, and, you know, it wasn't, from what I understand, you know, I'm still learning when it comes to offshore fishing, the current was a little tough, and so it wasn't a wide open bite, but we certainly put fish in the box. We took our photos, and it'll be the topic of my winter issue guide time is blackfin tuna off Hatteras in late November. It was a a good trip we're good I, I knew
8: jay wasn't gonna let you down he is uh he's an awesome guy and an awesome captain um and <clears throat> getting to the real question um give me your bucket list scenario because we've we've had a lot of kind of what i would call epic trips um all different species of fish but give me your all-time epic um day on the water is it is it some sort of blitz is it a species is it a size of that fish give me your all-time thing and then add a million dollars to that and what would that scenario
3: look like well i would say that's actually a pretty easy question and both the answer to both of those trips conveniently enough involves Rick Croson. i would say man uh you know, I have been fortunate with many trips up and down the coast and the captains and the captains are almost always the star of the show, not the fish. But, you know, that's for another interview question. And I would say to answer your question, as we talked about just a couple of days ago, I am very much locked into wanting to catch my first swordfish off of North Carolina coast. And the fact that it could potentially be the first swordfish on Rick Croson's new Freeman would just make it that much more special. So that is easily one of my answers is swordfish off North Carolina waters on the new Rick Croson boat. And then second, and this is, I was always jealous of this. I wasn't quite sure why I wasn't invited on every trip, but when you and those, those guys who I thought were my friends too were popping for bluefin tuna, man, how am I not on that trip popping for bluefin tuna with all the history we have? So, you know, a bluefin tuna, I've caught a swordfish off Florida never off North Carolina, but I've never even been hooked up to a bluefin even temporarily. So those are my, that's, I would say that that's the immediate response to what are two things I'd like to accomplish in 2022.
8: Okay. Well, next week, uh, my new boat will be here. It is a Tideline cat boat built in North Carolina. Um, and surprisingly, all day long today, I have been building these. I'm trying to get it in focus here. There we go. These are clip-ons for your LEDs and for your buoys for sword fishing.
3: All right. So. So actually, that'll be a 2021 offer. list, not even a 2022 fish. Exactly. In fact this might actually have been accomplished by the time this episode airs.
8: I hope so. That's my goal.
3: All right. I'm on board with that goal. I I approve of that goal. Awesome.
8: Thank you so much for Gary. And, and just, you know, again, you provide uh, a service that people just uh, they don't know how much work goes into it, but it, it really is a service that people appreciate and uh, I appreciate you for doing it and spending all the time in the late hours and man, um, it's been a great run. Thank you so much.
3: Well, all right, but man, I'm throwing a question back at you. And it's not about what sound a blackfin tuna makes. It's going to be a much more above the table question. And that would be, you know, to you, man, you know, I, I told you, uh, bluefin, I told you a uh, swordfish, but what about Rick Croson in 2022? One of the things that I respect about you is that you're always sort of innovating and finding new ways to do it better or new ways to accomplish a new task or a new species. So what is it that, what is it that you're working on in for the coming up year?
8: Uh, well, one of the things would be that deep drop and swordfish stuff that we've yeah, you know, we're going to take care of this year. Um, the other is, um, I've been doing a lot of research on big eye tunas. And I know that North Carolina gets a lot of big eyes and mainly um, above Hatteras, Oregon Inlet, um, the point, uh, especially. But uh, with the new tagging that's been going on, um, those fish spend a, quite a bit of time in our water and nobody really has targeted them. Um, I'm going to target them, and I'm going to catch them, and I'm going to figure them out, uh, along with live bait, golf stream fishing all summer to catch the elephants we see jumping all summer long. Um, I'm going to figure out how to catch those two.
3: All right, so that's going to be my third trip is going to be the big eye, and my fourth trip is going to be the live bait elephant. So I now have... Four trips, Rick Croson. Four trips. And but we'll really see if you meant it about loving me and being my friend. (laughs)
8: Hey, if I had a boat that ran, we wouldn't have missed any trips this year. The supply (laughs) chain really hurt me this year, but don't worry. I'll
3: make it I'm good for it. Don't worry. I know you are, man. Good luck moving into that new boat. You know, have fun with the holidays. Looking forward to fishing with you end of this year and then whatever we put together for next year, man. Really enjoy it. Thank you, Gary.
0: All right, so it sounds like to me, maybe we should be asking Leslie Hurley on the show because she apparently was the hot topic of this segment. And yes, it is a head-scratcher, Gary, of how you got Leslie's attention because I've seen you up close and personal, and I've seen you on camera up close and personal, and I still scratch my head. So anyway, good for you, Gary. Way to land of beauty and opposites to attract. All right, so next up, last but not least, we have our good friend uh, over at Marine Warehouse Center, a longtime sponsor from episode number five, as I mentioned earlier in the episode, Emmett Stovall. Go ahead, Emmett. I'm just going to let Emmett take this away. Gary's not even going to introduce him because when Gary and Emmett get in the same room, they're like two toddlers, and I got to keep them from having too much fun. So here we go.
1: When are you going to throw down and be the greatest dad be the ultimate Santa and get your kids a boat because nothing says Christmas. And I love you like giving your children a boat, giving your wife a boat, giving the gift of a boat is the most memorable Christmas ever. And that's what we do here. We create memories and dreams at Marine Warehouse. And and during the Christmas season, man, we just, you know, we love for fishermen's Post. to To come come on out there with with intercoastal. We can get fish and rods, boats, the whole package. Christmas just would be the best Christmas ever with that
3: combination. And life is fleeting. I mean, if I don't grab life now, then life will pass me by. What am I going to do? Wait to buy a boat? Wait to buy a boat? The time is now. You take credit cards? Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you that, you know, I know that I'm supposed to speak well of my kids, but my kids are nothing but a disappointment, man. Those disappointing kids, they haven't wanted to drive the boat. I keep on trying to get them to drive the boat. I even tell them, I'm like, hey, you knuckleheads, right now you think you don't want to drive the boat, but let me tell you how it's going to play out. You're going to be in high school and that girl's going to say, what? You have a boat? You can take us for a boat ride? And then you're going to come to dad and say, hey, dad, I decided I do want to learn how to drive the boat. And then I'm going to say, sign up for the two-year plan. You think I'm just going to put you behind the wheel with a young lady? Like So here, I hope my kids watch this. Oh, In fact, I'm going to make it required viewing and say, Emmett is smart. And man, would I have loved to just pull out the credit card and buy a boat. But since you knuckleheads think you don't want to drive the boat, you're fools in so many ways. How about that, Emmett?
1: You know, I, I think that um there may be a reason that they are afraid of the boat that is offered them. You know, sometimes <laughs> sometimes for for a bird to, to spread their wings, they gotta get out of the nest, you know? And having their own piece of equipment, something that they can own and cherish and take care of, might be the key to their boating happiness.
3: You make a good point. You
1: can make that I happen for them, have- Gary. There's a lot of guys out there that can make this happen also for their children, girlfriends, wives, whatever.
3: I mean, I'm with you. I I said it half mockingly, but life is short and those kids are growing up, man. You know, I've got a 16 year old now. I'm going to lose them to college soon. And you are right. Why are we waiting? Buy a boat.
1: Absolutely. Best Christmas ever. And, and,
3: and if and if you can't buy a boat, then just sort of trade out for advertising. Like you don't have to necessarily <laughs> buy a boat. You can just trade a boat.
1: Uh, what whatever it takes.
3: <laughs> and I mean a big boat. If you're gonna trade out, I'm talking about a 10-year trade out.
1: I'm looking forward to getting uh Mason and Aaron back into the uh into the water next spring on the uh on the trail. Uh, their 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 performance this year was absolutely disappointing. Um, we make them stand outside the store and we bring them the stuff because <laughs> we don't want them spreading that juju inside. And
3: uh, hopefully
1: next year we can turn that around and get Marine Warehouse back up on the leaderboard where where we belong.
3: Um, um Emmett, they did qualify for the championship event and they did weigh in the single second heaviest red drum in the uh, championship. Absolutely.
1: They're, they're about one away from, from where we wanted them. (laughs) Yes, we know, we know exactly what they did.
3: (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to state the obvious. I apologize. (laughs) Well, I can tell you that one of my favorite parts of our, of our inshore trail is heckling your anglers when they come in and saying oh man gonna have to tell gonna have to ring up emmett oh man this isn't gonna be good come monday yeah, they've, i um, love i love that line of jokes
1: i'm uh you know now we we're we we we're gonna have to change the rules a little bit because now they turn off their phones you know like at one or two so that when they know and they it goes directly to vo- voicemail which I think we're going to send them out, maybe with some sat phones or whatever, to make sure that there's absolutely none of that going on.
3: Um, yeah, man, you can't you can't have insubordination like that, man. I'm surprised you would put up with that, man. I, I, no, sur- I mean, I wouldn't. I'm not telling you how to run Marine Warehouse or anything, but I know I wouldn't <laughs> put up with that.
1: No, it's it's it's. Uh, you know, we're catching on to their wily ways.
3: <laughs> well, Emmett, this is where I turn, and Billy and I both, man. Thank you for your genius, man. You are a genius that you saw the value in this podcast before anyone else. The rest <laughs> of them are fools. You are way ahead, and we great and we sincerely and sincerely thank you. Thank you, the whole Marine Warehouse team, from Lil Terrell, the whole crowd. When I stop by the showroom and ask some questions, get some material, man, it's great. <laughs> Love the relationship, and there is not a bit of sarcasm in that love the relationship
1: hell yeah we love it too uh we uh we're down we're, we're excited for next year um
3: yeah back at you man we love it well you guys are the perfect fit man not only not you know what we say is true you know a part of the fishing community not just selling to the fishing community but beyond that and on a level that might not matter to the general public your personalities are perfect for our podcast. Your personality <laughs> tells like the crew, the store, what you've created is the perfect fit. And, and again, man, I'll, I'll let Billy get in something cause I know Billy wants to
0: thank as well. You know, when Gary and I were putting the Fisherman's post podcast together, I said, man, one thing I want to do. And the reason why I want to be a part of this is to be a part of the fishing community. And so you guys are, you know, doing that. You're right there in the forefront being a part of everything. And so, uh, it's really cool to be partnered with you and once again you know like gary said man i came to you guys early like episode five like hey gary and i got this podcast idea and you're like hell yeah we'll sponsor you and i'm like really <laughs> okay cool <let's> go. <laughs> so uh so man well we, we appreciate we it too
1: it. man we love everything y'all do and um and uh let's keep it rolling man I, let's uh 20 2022 is coming up and um i'm excited man we got a uh Good spring coming up. Uh, I've got a couple new fishing rods ordered. Uh, Some guys that we do some – we sell some stuff for called Toadfish have come out with some new spinning rods. I'm going to get some and get after it.
3: Emmett, I think 2022 is the year that you and I go fishing together. What does that trip look like? That's going to be my question to you. Emmett, I have a few friends in the industry that like to take me fishing, and I get to invite different people. (laughs) What is a trip – if I were to invite Emmett to go on a Fisherman's Post trip that we write about in Tidelines, what does that trip look like?
1: Rick Croson's driving. You, you and I oh, will I can't spend get some you quality sorry, time oh. on a couple of bean bags on the back of the Living Water Guide Service, and uh, <laughs> we'll solve some problems.
3: <laughs> Done. I'm in. You and me, Rick and beanbags solving problems. Perfect. I now have something hell to look yeah. forward to in two. Th- I have something else to look forward to in two thousand twenty-two. Well, Emma, this is good night. Too. This is. You think? Well, maybe he'll to say to yes to there. you. He doesn't say yes
0: to me. <laughs> hey, somebody's <laughs> got to get this podcast edited, put together. You know what I'm saying? I'm working over here
3: and i want you to say billy if i'm going to continue my sponsorship of this podcast then billy you need to come on the fishing trip you can't blame it on your wife you can't suddenly get busy billy if you want the sponsorship money then you will be on the fishing trip
1: done that's it <laughs> billy billy that, that's it's all in your hands
0: 2022 is up to you all right it's in. I'm in. Whatever. Let's go. <laughs> Call Rick. Get him back on here. <laughs> Emmett, man, have a good
3: holiday. Thank you for everything. You know, always, you know, just like this, man, and just enjoy the relationship on in so many different ways, man. You have a good end of the year. And, yeah, 2022, we're looking forward to working with you again. And, we'll, and we are Rick Croson in, in 2022.
1: Man, that sounds fantastic! Y'all have great holidays. Great talking with you, and uh, can't wait till next year.
0: All right, everyone, and that is a wrap. Thank you so much for, once again, for an amazing 2021 season here at the Fisherman's Post Podcast. We are weekly. We are coming out with new episodes. We have a travel series here in January, so be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button, and tell a friend of yours that fishes. If you like saltwater fishing, then this is going to be a place where you can learn a ton of stuff and get some new skills to go out there and catch more fish more often. So from Gary, from myself, Thank you so much for an amazing year and we'll see you in 2022.